Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome back to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Schapp. Thanks for listening. We are going to get right to it today. Stacy Lewis, one of the most decorated Razorback student athletes of all time in her sport, is going to sit down via Zoom with me, and I hope you really enjoy this interview. Blackman Auctions has been a sponsor of this podcast since its inception, Thomas Blackman and the gang at Blackman Auctions know auctions, and they've been doing it since 1938. Better auctions or Blackman Auctions. We're back after this. Stay with us. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor and a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. You all know by now I'm not a good golfer, but my son loves the game and he and I have been playing more. I've got my score down to I've quit playing a scramble on every hole. I'm using the bunker rake much less than I used to, and a lot of the time I hit my drives past the women's tee box. All of my success in golf can directly be tied to me listening to From the Short Grass. Without it, I would not be the golfer I am today. Trey, you owe me 20 bucks for that. Trey knows golf. I know auctions. Come see us at BlackmanAuctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. The future is not about a bond reaching maturity. The future is what my grandfather worked for. It's what my father carried on. It's my responsibility today. The future is my son's tomorrow. At the Stevens Private Client Group, we believe that our strength builds success. Not only for us, but for our clients. Stevens. Member NYSE, SIPC. Welcome back to this edition of From the Short Grass. On the tee, via Zoom, Stacy Lewis. Stacy Lewis, thanks for joining me on From the Short Grass. You're looking great. What are you up to these <laughs> days? I know you're extremely busy. Life, life is busy. Um, I guess first we got, I got a three-year-old that's, you know, running the house at home. And then um, I'm on the LPGA board. I'm the Solheim Cup captain. And, oh, yeah, I'm still playing golf, too. So, um, so there's, there's a lot of things on the agenda these days, but, but all good things. When did you first pick up a golf club? Do you remember that? 
Uh, I mean, I don't remember a specific moment. I mean, I was seven, eight years old with just my dad, you know, is really good, good kind of just played on the weekends. And, um, you know, we go to after he had finished golf and I would go hang out with him for a little bit, just kind of fell in love with it over time. You grew up in the Woodlands, Texas, uh, a lot of golf courses around that area for you to kind of work on your game and, and hone your craft. What was that like? Uh, it was great, obviously. I mean, we had 30 girls on my high school golf team, um, and that was in early 2000s. You know, now maybe that's a little bit more common, but then, that I mean, it was so, I mean, just so not normal. Um, and then I think there were probably over my time when I was in school, there are probably close to a dozen girls that went to play D1 golf out of my high school. So it was super competitive. Um, the golf courses were great as, with allowing us to play. Um, and the boys team obviously had a ton of boys on it. So it was just a good competitive environment. And um, truthfully, I think my high school team at times was better than my college team, which is crazy. <laughs> That's pretty scary to think about that because the college team was pretty good. We'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. You, you had to deal with some issues, though, growing up, scoliosis right. being the main one. And you've been very outspoken and upfront about that. What was that time like for you? It was pretty awful, actually. I mean, you um, I was 11 years old when they first found found the scoliosis. And initially it was going to be you wear a brace for a couple of years and off we go with our life. And, you know, in my head, OK, I'm done with the brace before I get to high school, you know, where really things as a girl, you kind of think about things a little bit more. And um, it turned into six and a half years instead of two or three. Um, and just that the I go to the doctor every three or four months and we they would x-ray my back, but they'd also x-ray my wrist and check my growth plates to see if I was done growing. And so that's why I had to wear it for so long is because I didn't finish growing until I was almost a senior in high school. And um, just that disappointment of every three or four months of three more months, four more months. And that went on for three or four years. And um, you just, you learn how to deal with adversity. And uh, my, my parents, I mean, gosh, having a kid of my own now, I mean, I, I don't know how they did it. Um, but it just, um, it instilled me the person that you see on the golf course and the person that I am today. And I don't wish it on any kid. Um, I'm constantly looking at my daughter's back. You know, I just, I, I don't wish it on anybody, but without it, there's no way I'd be the person or the player or the golfer that I am. Who did you look up to in women's golf when you were growing up? I didn't watch much, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I mean, gosh, I, I, I probably didn't watch much golf until I got in college. Um, I, you know, probably Lorena Ochoa. Um, you know, I remember a little bit of kind of the Annika Kari rivalry going a little bit, but I, I really didn't watch much because there was no, I want to be a professional golfer. You know, it was more, it, this is fun. Like, let's use it to get to college and then we'll get a job and we'll move on. I mean, it, that was never, it was never in the realm. But then, you know, once I got on tour, I mean, I got to know Meg Mallon and Beth Daniel and Betsy King and Julie Ingster. I mean, all these great players were so awesome to me and I got to learn from them and they're people to this day I can pick up the phone and call, and I know they're going to answer at any time. The move to Arkansas, uh, selecting them mm -hmm. to continue your education and play college golf there. What led you yeah. to Fayetteville? Um, well, I was well, I, I wanted to get away from home a little bit. Um, I wanted to kind of uh, so I actually went on visits to Arkansas, Louisville, and Kansas State. Those were kind of the 
three schools I went to and Arkansas was the last visit. And I just, I got on the plane going home and I told my mom, I said, just that's where I need to be. It just, the coaches felt right. The size of the school felt right for me. Like it just, I don't, I don't know what, it, it wasn't really one specific thing, but it was just, it felt like home and it felt like it was going to be right. And I mean, gosh, when all this stuff with my back happened then, so I signed in November find out in February, my senior year, that now I have to have surgery on my back. And um, then the coach, then Kelly Hester, we had to call her and tell her everything that, cause I, I assumed I was done with it. You know, it's, we're not gonna have to deal with this ever again. And she was awesome. She said, your scholarship's fine. You can redshirt a year. You can play after that. Like it was just, you can call it a God thing. You can call it whatever you want. It was just, you know, it was meant to be, I was where I needed to be. And, and, Arkansas was the was the place for me. And then Kelly Hester takes the head coaching mm-hmm. position at the University of Georgia. And, mm-hmm. uh, Arkansas didn't waste any time. They named Shauna yeah. Taylor the head golf coach. What does yeah. Shauna Taylor mean to Stacy Lewis? Oh my gosh, everything. She beat me to Fayetteville by about six months. Um, and um, just coming off a plane, she still just had that plane mindset and coming out of my surgery, I, I, all I could do was short game. I mean, I couldn't sit on the range and beat balls. I mean, my body just couldn't handle it. And so we played short game games till the sunset every day. And, um, she is probably, I don't know who's more competitive between the two of us, but it, it gets, it got ugly at times, you know, just no mine's closer. No, yours is closer. And, um, so, and you could always tell who lost because the other person was pretty mad leaving that chipping green. So, um, just, the competitiveness. And she just had this, this belief in herself, you just this confidence. And I think that that's what I got out of her more than anything is just, I mean, I remember the SECs my freshman year, she's like, she walked up to, up to me after the practice round. She said, this golf course is perfect for you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, are you crazy? But just to have that confidence to say that to me and like, that's what she believes in me. Like, oh shoot, I need to believe that myself. And, um, I think that more than anything is what she's instilled. I mean, she still does. I mean, she still sends me little texts here and there. And it's just that belief, um, I think, is something that all all of the girls that have come out of Arkansas, you can see you can see a little bit of Shauna in all of them. Well, I think that golf course uh, suited you pretty well. You ended up <laughs> you ended up winning the SEC tournament that I year. I did. I did, yes. <laughs> and then and then I believe you were not able to play in the SEC tournament, but you went on and won the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, my junior year. But yeah, I had a, that's to this day, the only tournament I've ever pulled out of because of my back. Um, but I had issue with my back, wasn't able to play. And then we got it fixed up. And a couple weeks later, went and, you know, qualified at a regional, played, finished third, I think, at the regional and qualified to go to nationals by myself. And lo and behold, we come away with the trophy. What did it mean when you saw Maria <laughs> Fossey walking up the 18th hole at the Blessings Golf Club? And they're calling mm-hmm. the hogs. Uh, you, you don't hear that outside of the, the major venues that mm-hmm. often, but to hear that on a golf course, did that give you some sort of satisfaction like, hey, the hogs have finally made it? And also the fact that Maria Fossey is now an NCAA champion as well? Yeah, just I think more than anything that the players are seeing the value of coming to Arkansas and seeing why why I love it. I just tell people I love this place. I love it. And as soon as as soon as you come on campus, I think you know that. And um, so just seeing these great players come to Arkansas and put it on the map. And gosh, I couldn't imagine walking up 18 at home at the Blessings, winning the national championship. I mean, I don't know how you ever top it, to be honest. I mean, I think 
anything Maria does from there, unless it's winning a major championship of her own, you know, who, I don't know how you top that. Um, just what, what an experience. And, um, you know, she's been a great, like Gabby too. I mean, they've both been such great ambassadors for the university of Arkansas and, um, and continue to try to build a program like I do. Does Hunter Juracek send you a Christmas card every year? <laughs> he should, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, my goodness. I got thrown so, right into the mix of all that. <laughs> I was going to say, so the uh, chancellor at the time, John Steinmetz, names you to the group that's going to help select the next AD. And lo and behold, right. your husband is the golf coach at the University of Houston. And did you have a conversation with, hey, what do you think Hunter would be good for this job? And now look at what Hunter's done at Arkansas. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was one, I was honored just to be, um, be selected to, to have a voice and have an opinion in that, in that, you know, they wanted, you know, some, some people from the women's side to make sure they had a say in things and um, obviously got to know Hunter through the process. And then uh, the chancellor actually called and said, could you go to this interview with me in Houston? So here I am going to interview my husband's boss. I mean, it's, I was like, this is going to, this is going to be so weird. You know how, I mean, this is going to end. I mean, I got requests from the media for, you know, emails and text messages. And luckily they told us that in the first place, they said, just do all phone calls, like nothing over emails. So I, I didn't have anything to send anybody, you know, about anything. So uh, it was, it was just such a strange process, just being that he was my husband's boss, but just knowing how much, how much my husband thought of him and how much he loved working for him. Um, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised that he was one of, one of the finalists. When were you told that he had gotten the job? Actually, my husband found out before I did. <laughs> and that's kind of strange. He, uh, he got a note, uh, Hunter had sent a message out to all the head coaches that, you know, he, he was obviously moving on. And so I actually found out that way before I found out that, uh, that he was the final selection. As an Arkansas alum, I mean, mm -hmm. you have to have pride in seeing what he's done, not just with, you know, women's golf, men's golf, but the mm -hmm. entire athletic department as a whole. I mean, it seems yeah. like it is at the top, maybe that it's ever been. Yeah, I mean, you, gosh, you look at all the sports across the board. I mean, no, no one kind of get the feeling that no one's getting lost. And, and that's how it should be. You know, people should be ta being taken care of it. I think it's really cool to see the softball and baseball teams both. I mean, softball, especially, I mean, they struggled so much for so many years and um, the job they're doing is unbelievable. So, um, so, I mean, I'm not surprised with Hunter. I mean, he did a great job at Houston with a pretty limited budget and you get, get to a bigger school, you got, you got a little bit more to work with and, you know, college athletics is becoming much more of, it's more of a business now than it has ever been. So the coach, the old coaches moving into the athletic director roles, you just, I don't think you're, you're not going to see it. And if you do see it, it's probably not going to be as successful just because of it's, it's more of a business. You were a volunteer assistant on the Arkansas golf team several mm -hmm. years ago. Are you still able to get back from time to time and, and kind of play around with them and, and teach them some of the nuances that you have learned over your many mm -hmm. years of playing the game? Yeah, I try to. I mean, obviously the schedule is a little bit tougher now, but now it's more of, a sounding board of, you know, kind of helping, helping the girls with that transition and moving to the next level. You know, I've talked with, you know, trying to help Brooke, Brooke Matthews is kind of the latest one, you know, helping her with the transition of it and caddies and agents and sponsors and all that, those kind of things. And, you know, when I am in town, it's, you know, just being there so they can ask questions and, um, you know, put a face to a name that they see all over the building and all over campus. So, um, 
you know, just, just try to make it, make it more normal for them so that, you know, when we, they do get out on tour, they're a little bit more comfortable. The AJGA <laughs> event up there at the blessings that bears yep. your name. How involved are you with it? I'm pr- very involved. I mean, the last couple of years, because of the schedule, I haven't been able to actually be there. Um, but we, you know, we wanted kids are committing to schools younger and younger now. So we've got this, uh, it's where the 12 to 15 year old age group. And so just want to get them on campus and come see it. You know, I think that was one of Shauna's and Brad's biggest things that holds them back is somebody says Arkansas and that, you know, that's everybody's reaction. And then they come there and they're like, wow, this is awesome. Like I want to be a part, you know? So it's like, let's get that out of the way. Let's have them come here and play this tournament um, and kind of get that over, get it over the hump so that when the recruiting process starts, you know, it's not, Arkansas, you know, it's like, right. Oh yeah, I want to go there. I want to check things out. And, um, you know, and I think it's worked. I think it's been tremendously successful and, um, some kids are scared of the blessings, but, um, but I think we want that. We want the ones that love it anyways. <laughs> the Northwest Arkansas championship. I'm going to say it. you want it as an amateur. A lot of people say, <laughs> well, it didn't count. There's only 18 holes. Mm-hmm. What was that like? It was a strange week. You know, I, I was coming off of, it was the summer right after, you know, going into my senior year where I had won a national championship. I played some really good amateur golf in the summer. And so, um, you know, I knew, I knew I could play well. I knew I could play with the girls. I knew I had the course experience. And then this one round of golf got stretched out over three days and it just turned into a marathon. And, um, if you're going to have a washout, if you're going to have a rain out of a golf tournament now, knowing kind of the other sides of what happens with that, what's involved with that, um, it probably was perfect that I won it, to be honest, for the tournament itself. Gosh, what a great PR thing going forward. And um, you couldn't really have a sponsor be too upset about it. <laughs> what is life like on the LPGA Tour for Stacy Lewis? It's a grind. It's, um, you know, we're, we're not hopping on private planes to go from tournament to tournament. You know, we're, we're slugging our luggage around and um, all that kind of stuff. But um but it's busy, you know, I mean, there's a lot, tons of requests, tons of media, um, you know, sponsors ask a lot, but I think that, I think it's part of, it's part of the job to me. I mean, that's what kind of the older, older players have instilled in me, you know, you're, you're given all these great opportunities to play. And when you do play well, this is what goes along with it. It's not a burden. It's not extra. This is just part of it. And, um, but I, I would say now I actually love the inside the ropes playing golf more than I ever have. Um, because it's my time that I can shut my phone off. My daughter's in daycare. I know she's safe. They got police officers with her. Like if something happens, they'll come get me. And I just, I, I can shut it. I can shut the world off and just be me and just play golf. Um, so I actually love it. I love the golf side more than it, more than ever. The USGA announced an increase in purse size for the women's mm-hmm. open earlier this year for this year's, uh, mm-hmm. event. Do you see others following suit with that? And what are your thoughts on the USGA mm-hmm. doing that? I, I think, I don't think the USGA is done. I don't think our other majors are done. Um, I think I see us getting probably more similar to tennis where our majors are pretty equal with the guys. And then our other events are going to be quite a bit lower, but I think it's a great model. I think, um, you know, you got five weeks a year, get on network TV, get all the eyeballs on us. And then you have these other tournaments that build that you grow in these communities and, and there's still opportunities for us to grow and 
go play and go get better. But, um, but I think there's more coming. I mean, I, it's, it's crazy to think of where we were, gosh, probably 10 years ago where maybe 3 million was our biggest purse. And now we're up to 10 and some looking to push it higher. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of mind blowing, but it's also, it's just great to see, you know, people are seeing the value in the women playing and, and getting us, you know, these great venues to play. And, um, you know, you just, I guess you just feel more appreciated, I guess, than anything. You were named Solheim cup captain in February. That had to have been a great birthday gift since you're, you were born <laughs> in the month of February. Yeah, I actually, they, I got the call. It was right after the first of the year. And so I had to keep it quiet for a month. Which How did was you do really, that? It was so, it was so hard. It was, um, you know, I, I, I told my family, obviously I called Shauna, I called, you know, just a couple of people that were close to me that I knew wouldn't say anything. And, but then, you know, I was home, but then we went and played tournaments. And so all these girls, Hey, do you know who the next captain's going to be? Who's the next captain going to be? I I'm, I'm having to lie to everybody. Like this is horrible. <laughs> um, so it was, it was all, that was like the worst part about it was having to keep it quiet for a month. Um, but it was, um, very unexpected. Um, you know, I, I had a blast being an assistant at the last one, to be honest. Um, I just, I've always struggled with Solheim cups playing just, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself. I mean, it's a very hard environment to play. I think some players thrive in it better than others. Um, but I, I so love being an assistant. So, you know, they called me at, I was kind of in De- November, December and said, Hey, would you be interested? If I said, yeah, I, I'd love to be captain someday for sure. And not, it's not knowing that it was coming this year. I mean, I had no clue that it was coming, but um, I couldn't be more honored. I mean, just the fact that I think it was Meg, Meg Mallon and Julian Stir and Pat Hurst were on this committee that decided for me to do this, just to have their vote of confidence. And at, you know, for them, those are the first three people I called and they're like, you're ready for this and you can do this. And um, that was all I needed. You've named Natalie Golbus as an assistant captain. Any others that you're mm-hmm. looking at? Yeah, Morgan Pressel as well. Okay. So just, uh, you know, Morgan's doing TV, kind of seeing things from a different perspective, but she's also close to the girls and knows them really well. And Natalie is, gosh, I mean, if you spend any time with her, she's so positive and just so great in the team room. She's been on, she was on two winning teams herself. So, um, so just trying to bring some fresh air in there, some, some re- just super positive. Let's go have fun. Let's, you know, this is, this is an honor, you guys, like, let's go enjoy this and, and represent our country. And obviously the team, uh, a lot of it's decided on points, but how would you like to see the makeup of your team? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I get three captain's picks in it all. So, um, but the rest is off of points and rankings. So we'll see how it comes together. But I think, you know, we're going to have kind of, our standard veterans that have been there for the last couple, but real, I mean, even those girls, uh, you know, Jessica quarter's never been on a winning team. I don't think Nellie has either. Um, Lexi has been on a couple Lizette has won has won a couple, I believe. So, um, we really don't have a lot of experience winning. Um, so it's, uh, we, you know, changing the mindset and do it. We're going to do things a little bit differently and, um, you know, just get them thinking more about just having, having a good time and, playing for each other and, and wanting to win for that person they're partnered with. And, and that's all that matters. You've played golf all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen some of the pictures of you at historic places. <laughs> Obviously when you won the, the, the British women's amateur at, 
at St. Andrews on the Swilkin mm-hmm. Bridge. That had to have been probably one of the tops. But mm-hmm. what is Stacy Lewis's favorite course you've ever played? <laughs> Old course at St. Andrews. <laughs> and that's not just because you said it. I um, I played Curtis Cup there, which is kind of the amateur version of Solon Cup. And um, I had – I love – history like I love the history of the game and I just appreciate it so much and we had local caddies that week and this guy my guy Frazier he's still a great friend of mine he's actually now the head caddy master at the old course but he just all week I played the old course 11 times in seven days and just telling me stories of different holes and different shots and I just it was such a learning experience I just I fell in love with it and then going back uh, to win the women's British open just a few years later. Um, it was, I, I, it's one of those things. It's like Maria walking up 18. I mean, how do you ever top it? How do you, how do you top winning a major at St. Andrews to be only one of Lorena and I are the only ones that have won there. Um, it's, it's the, the coolest place. If you're a golf nerd at all, you need to go play there. I was supposed to go play in 2000 (laughs) Cubs Cardinals. We're going to have the London series. COVID hits, I don't get to go. So I'm going to send you an email when I rebook it so you can get me in touch Perfect. with touch with Frazier so I can make sure I, I get him That's as my easy. caddy. <laughs> That's easy. He gets he gets phone calls from our friends all the time now. <laughs> I bet he does. Uh, Stacy, a fantasy foursome, you and three others, living or deceased, that you would like to play around and golf with? Um, you know, I, I – I'm always pretty simple with this. I mean, if I could play around and golf with my dad, we don't get to do it a whole lot anymore. So that's, that's always pretty special and special for him. Um, probably my college coaches and my husband. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I've never been the big celebrity type and I've met a lot of great people in this game. And I just, um, I just appreciate so much the people have helped me to where I am. And, um, you know, that's, that's who I want to spend my time with. You still have that razor back <laughs> on that driver, don't you? I do. I do. He goes everywhere with me. Um, I could, I wouldn't be where I am without the school. I mean, the, the university took a chance on me. You know, I was coming in. I just had rods and screws putting in my back. Who knows if I'm ever going to play this game again? And they took an opportunity, took a chance on me and gave me all the, all the ice bags that I needed for three years and um, all the trainers and all, you know, all that stuff to help me recover. and. Um, you know, and I just, I wouldn't be where I am without it. I can't let you get out of here without asking mm-hmm. you, what is life like being a mother? <laughs> oh gosh, you forget what life was like before. Um, and I think most moms could tell you that, you know, I don't know as I, you know, at times on the road, I'm like, gosh, like you just, you get done playing. We got to get dinner. We got to get a bath. We got to go to bed. And it's like, okay, we get stuff ready for tomorrow. Like, what did I do before? when I got done with rounds, like I had all the time in the world and now I'm just running from one thing to the next. But, um, but I get to show her what I do and she's starting to see it. She's starting to realize, you know, what mom does. And, and that's what I wanted her to see. I want, I, you know, I, I wanted her to be part of my career and part of what I do. I didn't want it to be after I was done. So, um, so she's, She's seeing some great role models and some, you know, kind of strong, strong-willed and competitive girls to look up to. And um, everything's a competition in our house, though, already. So <laughs> I think we're in trouble. <laughs> well, I know there are a couple of uh, young girls that look up to you. One of them, Berkeley Turner. I, I talked with her the other day. She finished second, the drive, chip, and putt 
as a nine-year-old. She won the putting competition. She really looks up to you. And she's told me that she wants to compete at the Augusta National Women's Amateur at the age of 14. That's awesome. I think, um, I mean, gosh, what an opportunity these girls are getting on, on bigger stages now where, you know, growing up, I, I was just playing at the local golf course and hoping <laughs> to have, you know, hoping to have a few tournaments. But, um, yeah, I mean, what what a cool thing. And hopefully she can make it pretty far into the finals of the drive chip and putt itself and get an early look at Augusta. That would be nice. Stacy. thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Best of luck and uh, good luck in the Solheim Cup. And after you get the trophy back here in the United States, maybe we can get you back on from the short grass. That's perfect. I love that. Thank you. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding, comfortable baths with walk-in showers, and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. The other day I was visiting with Trey and he talked about goose poop and iguana poop and a golf ball and if you hit the poop or the iguana or the goose, can you move the ball or the poop or something like that. Listening to him talk about poop and golf balls with such passion made me realize how much he knows about golf and how little I did. Once again, Trey really knows golf. I really know auctions. For the last 84 years, better auctions have been Blackman Auctions. That will do it for this edition of From the Short Grass. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels, bphotels.com is where you can find them on the web. When you need a hotel room, go to them first. Remember to always repair your ball marks on the greens and a couple of more. And I hope to see you from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.